Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Why am I Why laughing, laughing again? again? Why do Why I do laugh you find sometimes? this so amusing? Some weeks I do. So I don't know. I don't know. Not even I know you anymore. Off Depends what Chris, mood I'm in. Chris said off air that uh, he needed a wee-wee, so that's why <laughs> That's why this, this show's going to be ten minutes long, because he needs the loo. <laughs> a lot of time for that. <laughs> Secrets hey, uh, hey, Chris. Big news. Big news in my world. Um, yes. I've managed to locate, or rather, your one world. of your fine, fine uh, fans slash aficionados, um, managed to locate the uh, Lotte um, Coolish uh, account. And I've uh, every time somebody sends oh, me a God. picture of Coolish, I've started just sending it their way. Mm. Notice me, senpai. Oh, I've had nothing. Hell. I've sent like 20 pictures of people eating Coolish. 20 Coolishes, money in the bank for Lotte. But are they getting back to me? Are they even replying? No, they're not. Notice me. I think they're probably annoyed <laughs> by a weird pronunciation of Lotte. Lotte. Uh, yeah. Well, it's d- double T though, isn't it? How would you say it? Just Lotte. I, have no, I just Lotte. say Lotte. But then I, I don't people know how get it's upset how you it's say Korean Korean name, oh, right, it. Okay. <laughs> Lotte's Korean company. Right. So I'm not oh. sure. Oh well. But given Korea and Japan are currently in some kind of trade war for no apparent reason other than nationalistic reasons, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how much I don't know how much Lotte wants to promote Coolish in Japan <laughs> now anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> your prospects oh. are even further like down the toilet. So they put like um, I think they've got like a black currant flavor or something, and they put it on the tr- like a picture of a tree, a picture of an orchard. And they're just hanging. All these bloody coolishes hanging from the trees. Oh, it's lovely, it is. It's bloody lovely. <laughs> bloody lovely. I. <laughs> big news in the world Ooh. of vlogging and Japan. Did you hear about this? This uh, PewDiePie, the one and only PewDiePie, has bought a house in Japan. People oh. have been bombarding me all week about it because um, I live in Japan and thus I'm affected <laughs> by it. Uh, I've got one here from Anna in Tokyo. He says, hey, Chris and Pete, I wanted to hear your thoughts on PewDiePie buying a house in Japan. Do you think he's going to hurt or help the J-Vlog community, the Japan vlogging community? Cheers, Anna in Tokyo. I don't know. I think it's not going to really make any difference. Um, PewDiePie has come to Japan quite a few times now, and he rarely makes videos while he's here. Mm. Um, But even if he did, I wouldn't see it as like 
he's infringing on my territory or anything <laughs> like that. Quite the opposite. You know, the more vloggers there are in Japan, the more it grows the pie in general. Um, yeah. A lot of people find my videos through other J vloggers, right? Mm. Um, so PewDiePie made videos in Japan. It probably benefit me, mm. to be honest, in that sense. They might see my videos yeah. more. So I'd welcome there's, it. There's, with open I, mean, I guess he does a lot of his videos inside a, a studio anyway, so it's not like he goes out and about. Yeah. He, he knows the most efficient way to uh, make cash is to, uh, is to do videos inside. So, uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm wish, bit, wish I learned that a, a long bit, time ago. Exactly. It's a bit annoying about pudes because, um, you know, watching his stuff, you know, back in the day and, and you know, to that extent now, you sort, of go, you sort of watch him and sort of go, you know what, he's really good. But it seems he's secretly, um, he keeps on, you know, expressing some secretly sort of problematic views using some problematic language and it's kind of yeah it's 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 a, it's a shame that he's clearly um sees a lot of his uh, power as uh, the, uh, from the from the right hand side of things he's he's the bit of a darling of the, of the alt right or not even just the alt right just the right it seems uh, it's very disappointing i think in many ways I have no idea. I mean, I don't really know a great deal about PewDiePie. I've only watched a handful of his videos. He seems like a nice bloke, old Felix. Um, we have a mutual friend. Do you know Joey the Anime Man? I the, saw him uh, do the... The uh, cool dude I yeah. did cycling with. And he gave you the bike when you joined the mm. cycle, right? With the pillow yes. on it and all the other crazy <laughs> crap on that bicycle. Um, but he's friends with PewDiePie and they make videos together whenever right. he comes over, I think. Um, but he's, he's, so, a bit of a, he's a bit of a yeah, king, though, I don't isn't know. he? But it just seems like he's just constantly... You know, points people in the direction of you know anti-Semitic anime reviews, and it's just uh, you know gives the old wink and a, and a nod to uh, some pretty uh, un unacceptable elements in the world. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Sounds like you don't like. Uh, sounds like no, you don't like. No, but the thing is, I really like the stuff. Awkward but then for the just... one day when I collab with him, well, which will definitely not happen. Uh, uh, I'll be like my friend Pete doesn't choose, like you. Can't choose your friends of friends. God can knows you? what will happen. Maybe he'll. He'll slag off Absolute Radio. Oh no! In a podcast. <laughs> oh no! Please don't. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know. Whatever happens, PewDiePie has got a house in Japan. Mm. I, I imagine he diversifies his uh, don't have a house in Japan. housing profile. I mean, I'm sure he's got um, houses in in most countries in the world. He's that loaded. Dang, he's worth thirty million dollars. I what I do know is, I I don't think I could ever justify buying a house in Japan. It seems like a bad yeah. investment because unlike the UK. And other countries where property goes up in price uh, and is a good mm. investment in Japan because they lolly are sticks. made of paper and wood <laughs> most of the time and lolly sticks, coolish. <laughs> um, the price kind of doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Uh, it kind of goes down. So not a great investment, but there you go. Here's a dream. He's hit his dream. He's got a house in Japan. What's your dream, Pete Donaldson? Well, I mean, I think my dream is to own a house and people sort of say, oh, well, you rent. It's a very British thing. Uh, to want to own your own house and a lot of Europeans just rent their entire life and uh, I think mm. they, but they all sort of say like uh, oh Pete well you know if you wanted to knock through that wall you could do and I was going I'll probably do it anyway <laughs> whether I'm renting or not and also if I, to be honest if I was living in Japan and I owned a house it would be really easy to knock through a wall because I'd just use a knife yeah <laughs> 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 worrying scene there. Here's Johnny. Um, <laughs> what a great scene that would be. That could be your sequel for your next video. You're just chiselling the wall down in your well, Japanese we a, house. Uh, a thing that probably never happened. in the bathroom anyway. a few months ago and uh, there was water coming through the ceiling and I was like, oh, there's water coming through the ceiling. So I just got a knife and just opened up the ceiling with a knife. There's nothing more satisfying than stabbing the fuck out your ceiling. <laughs> 
Take that to the bank. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. It's turning into the home improvement, the home improvement <laughs> podcast with Pete Donaldson. Get a knife and stab your ceiling. Unbelievable. Uh, we turn our attention now to the fax machine. This week, we have got a fax machine special, mm. reading out your questions and stories, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what's the first it's one, It's from Tizel. Hi, Tizel. Um, from Singapore. Tizel. Beautiful name, beautiful part of the world. I love your podcast with Donald Peterson. I'm going in December to Tokyo, and my mum hits crowded places. <laughs> Any suggestions? Oh, God. <laughs> I, let's let's rewind. Donald, Donald Peterson. Peterson. I don't know if that's an honest mistake or the best name yeah. I've ever heard. I, th- I, I sound like a member of the alt-right with a name like Donald Peterson. <laughs> um, Donald yeah, Peterson. The, uh, Tizel is going uh, in December to Tokyo, uh, and Tizel's mum hates crowded places. Any suggestions? I mean, Christ. Maybe don't, don't go, go to, to Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> She'll get used to it. Yeah. I don't like crowded no. places either. There's, I mean, there's there's certain points. Tokyo's not too bad. It depends where you go. Uh, Shinjuku Station, Tokyo Station and Shibuya Station are the big three places to yeah. avoid. Shinjuku Station, of course, is the most busiest the most busiest is that is that grammatically correct? I don't know. It's the busiest station on the planet, though. I know that much. With several million people passing through it every single day, so avoid Shinjuku Station. Mm. I get lost in there for days, even after eight years <laughs> of passing through it. Um, yeah, just avoid bottlenecks in Tokyo. Weekends are busier, and rush hour after five pm. Five pm till seven pm is really busy, and I avoid travelling in Tokyo or major yeah. cities around that time. So. You can do Tokyo without avoiding the crowds, but you just got it's a case of timing and avoiding those three stations. Other than that, it's not too bad, generally. Mm. Generally. Mm. But, I mean, what I do at the weekend is I stay inside and only go out during weekdays. <laughs> so, my advice there. Um, got one from Don. Uh, it says, hey, Chris and Pete, I'm Don from Los mm. Angeles. My second trip to Japan... Uh, it's coming up next week and I'm still trying to figure out where to go. I arrive in Tokyo and leave from Osaka. At first, I was going to get a JR pass for $270, but now I'm thinking of booking a flight to Kyushu. At first, I was going to Hiroshima, but they're working on Itsukushima Shrine, so it's probably not worth seeing it. Ah. Um, then I was thinking Kanazawa, but the weather doesn't seem that great the first week of December either. So now I've kind of settled on Kagoshima. I budgeted $270 for travel costs. If you had a 10-day trip, what city would you sandwich between Tokyo and Kyoto? And Pete, I'm coming for you if the, fi- if the coolish fails to meet expectations. Keep up the great work, guys. Don. <laughs> the bull... The ball, balls in your part, where Pete? <laughs> yeah, Coolish expectations. Well. Um, ten days is not that much time, I guess. You're gonna if you're gonna go to Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto. Mm. Ten days is perfect for all three, um, but you're gonna be pushing it, especially if you want to go to Kagoshima, which is really far out yeah. of the way. Um, unless you just do, fly down there for the day and come back the next day. Um, which you might be able to do for $270, given that Japan's now got some low-cost airline carriers. Doable, definitely doable, but it depends. Um, you know, how much time do you want to enjoy yourself and have fun? Personally, if I had a 10-day trip and I was going to Tokyo, Osaka and Kyoto, I'd probably just stick to those three and just enjoy it and not travel too much. But if you take Osaka and Kyoto out of the equation and you want to try somewhere a little bit different, then I would do Tokyo, Hiroshima, uh, Matsuyama, in Shikoku and Kagoshima mm. and you can do uh, that route by boat weirdly enough you go from Tokyo to Hiroshima by train or plane 
then get a ferry from Hiroshima to Matsuyama on Shikoku, and then get another ferry from Matsuyama to Kagoshima and then fly back from Kagoshima. And that would be my route, to be honest. That's what I would do. I think it would be a little bit more fun and unconventional. Yeah. Any it, would thoughts, bit, it would be a bit cheaper, I guess, for the ferries and stuff, but um, they, they do take a long time. Yeah. Well, I was looking at uh, the ones from like... Uh, uh, the, the the south bit of the island uh, from Kyushu up to um, I think they were the port of Kobe I think they were the, you could get a, a ferry there that yeah you could do time. that but uh, you can do overnight uh, trips which is pretty good yeah absolutely cool. but no that's what I'd recommend yeah. um, I wouldn't rule out Hiroshima just because Itsukashima Shrine's being redone obviously Itsukashima Shrine is on Miyajima Island uh, and if you don't want to go for the shrine, then just don't go to the island and maybe just spend some more time in Hiroshima. The city still has value. You know, it's got the A-bomb dome, it's got the atomic bomb museum, it's got incredible nightlife. And I think it might have pizza vending machines <laughs> nice. still. I'm not sure. <laughs> With the legacy of the pizza vending machine, which may or may not be there. <laughs> I haven't had anyone... As we mentioned, the saga of the pizza vending machine, Hiroshima got the world's first, or Japan's first, uh, pizza vending machine. We went there, put it in a video... A few me- a few weeks later, um, lots of people complained to me that it had gone. Um, so, but then no, I've heard nothing recently, and I think one person did say it was there. So, do that. Go there, Don. Look at a pizza vending machine in Hiroshima. That'll make your trip complete. Definitely, definitely. It did look. It did, the pizza that they made did look bloody lovely. To be fair, even though it was made by a weird robot that lived in a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a weird <laughs> robot that lived in a box. Uh, we got a message Not from uh, Josh. From the UK. Uh, hey Chris and Pete, love the channel and this podcast as always. Thanks Josh from the UK. I visited hey. uh, Japan for a month last year doing the standard route and went off the beaten track a few times with my friends. I'm half Taiwanese uh, with uh, Japanese style tattoos down my arms. When I walked around Tokyo and Osaka with a t-shirt showing my tattoos, I felt would uh, I felt like people would avoid uh, standing near me or would look very obviously away from me in the street. When I covered up my tattoos, I felt like they stopped. Was this all in my head? Do people genuinely associate my tattoos with organised crime? As I don't look too dissimilar from some of the locals, I felt extremely conscious and kept my tattoos covered for most of the month I was there. Keep the good work. Josh from the UK. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, people mm. put two and two together, or rather, in this case, three and five and make 15, but... <laughs> tattoos. Always comes up. One of the most popular yeah. queries in the in the, um, the fax machine. Usually we, there's always several every week. if we did this week. podcast like 20 years ago, there just wouldn't be quite so many tattoos kicking around. Because when I first got my tattoo, not many people had mm. many tattoos. It just wasn't a thing. People go to tattoo shops nowadays and just go, fill me arms up, put shit on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think Josh's problem is just the fact he looks mm. Asian, perhaps. Um, might just people... A lot of... Some Yakuza aren't uh, Japanese, right? There's um, people well, from China. They started Korea, Korea, Korea they? The whole Taiwan, I think, as well. The whole so. movement was from there, Yeah, it? so... I think if you are Asian, then you run the risk of maybe being associated with the Yakuza mm. more. Um, so that's maybe why it happened. I don't know. It could have been in his head. I think if you're just um, a foreigner in general, walking around Japan with tattoos, it's fine. The main problem is if you go to a hot spring, of course, mm. um, or some public, like a government building where there's government people, you want to h- keep them hidden. And uh, a lot of teachers working here have to keep them concealed yeah. as well. But uh, as a tourist, I wouldn't, let, I wouldn't let it kind of stand in your way. But uh, yeah, if as an Asian with tattoos, then you probably do run the risk of having more people associate you with being with the Yakuza. So just bear that in mind. <laughs> as an Asian. Not that there'll be any <laughs> ramifications, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. 
Uh, got one from Simon. It says, hey, Chris and Pete, was listening to the latest podcast and Pete made the comment on buses. Buses not having mm. seatbelts. And I had to jump to explain oh. why. When was I that? Know, I don't know, but if you had, had, had to jump to explain why, you should be wearing seatbelts, shouldn't he? <laughs> the reason seatbelts are needed in cars is because when you crash, the car suddenly stops, but you maintain the velocity until you yes. collide with something. And so the seatbelt is there to anchor you to the car. Buses, being so large and heavy, do not require seatbelts because if you were to crash into another car, uh, the bus would barely slow down because it was significantly bigger and thus the passengers on the bus would feel uh, significantly smaller impact from yes. the crash. Due to this, seatbelts are not yes. necessary. Thanks, Simon. To that I say, what if your bus... Bush? What if your bus goes yeah. off a cliff? But, yeah... Where's your seatbelt I do agree with Simon. I think that's, a, that's an excellent point. I have seen... Um, Seatbelts on buses, but uh, yeah, that's an excellent point. You're right. They are the kings of the road. Come at me, bro. There you go. <laughs> a little bit of a detour yeah, there. like it. Glad we cleared like that up, though. Glad we uh, cleared got that an email up. from uh, Amir from Washington, D.C. Hey, Chris and Pete. Hope this message, is, uh, message reaches you in both uh, good spirits. Um, can't tell you how much listening to the Boundary Band podcast uplifts my mood when stuck in traffic. A lot of traffic where you're from. Uh, um, uh, Amir from uh, Washington, D.C. Um I often relive fond memories of the trip I took earlier this year while listening to your podcast. Speaking of that, uh, let me tell you the most bizarre thing that happened in my first 24 hours in Japan. My wife and I stopped uh, by a combini on our way to Kyoto stations, uh, Station and I got some small sta- snacks. Uh, after a while uh, walking around, we finished the snacks and we're looking for a waste bin as well as a restaurant to have some real food. We spent a really long time looking for a waste bin to no avail. We knew that finding one would be difficult from watching one of your videos, but uh, little did we know how difficult it would be. Eventually, we found a restaurant and decided to have our meal there. When we walked in, and to our surprise, we found a waste bin. We were so excited to get rid of the trash in our hands, it felt like we were on a quest, and we'd finally reached our goal. We threw our trash away and sat down in our seat. Little did we know how big of a mistake this was. <laughs> there was a lady in the kitchen who saw us throw the trash away in her bin, and she was having none of that. She kept pointing to the bin and saying, no, 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 as if we had broken the biggest rule in Japan. We'd only sat down, and when this lady proceeds to reach in the waste bin, take out our trash and hand it back to uh, my wife, who had her mouth open from the shock. Needless to say, we were both speechless, to uh, say the least. Then the waitress comes by and takes our order as if nothing had happened. At this point, we were both hungry, so we just ordered our food and decided to eat quickly uh, so we can leave right away. We finished our meal, paid for it, and we were standing up to get ready to leave. We were still putting on our jackets, uh, uh, on our jackets, and uh, <laughs> the waitress comes back and points to the trash as uh, if to remind us not to forget it. Uh, it was, uh, hands down, the most bizarre interaction I've had regarding trash. Is it this common where people reach into a waste bin or give you back uh, trash that you've thrown away? Is there a reason behind this? It's been seven or eight months since our trip, and I'm still lost as to what happened on that day. <laughs> I'm here from Washington, D.C., trash restaurateur botherer. That is, that is so awkward, <laughs> beyond words. It's got to be um, recycling, hasn't it? I love that. Is this common where people reach into a waste bin to give back trash you've thrown away? Yes. <laughs> it's a popular part of Japanese culture. I think what happened there is, yeah, it might be something to do with mm. recycling. I think it might just be sometimes uh, people don't like you using their trash bin, you know, right. just walking in and using their trash. Um, I, I can't speak from experience. It's never happened to me. I think you just Amir just got unlucky, really, and maybe found somewhere where the shop staff were a bit annoying. You, I sp- if it was me, I would have walked in and said, "Oh, sorry, do you have somewhere a bin I can use?" And maybe they would have liked that. Maybe it was the act of just walking in and using their bin 
without asking for permission. Mm. Um, that's all I can think of. I mean, I walked into a hairdresser's today, got my hair cut, nice. went pretty well. Went pretty and well. I walked in with a, an empty bottle of water. <laughs> I walked in with an empty bottle of water and I was like, oh, sorry, do you guys have a bin that you can put that in? And they went, mm. yeah, sure. And that was the end of that. Yeah. I didn't put it in a bin. And then someone fished it out and went, take your bloody bottle of water and sit down. Let's have a haircut. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think just a weird place. Maybe they didn't like foreign. I don't know. Maybe they didn't like foreigners. How do you read that story? How do you yeah, interpret it? I think it? it was probably just a, um, a recycling situation. That was a bag for very specific bits of uh, mm. recycling. And uh, the, uh, they're very fastidious with their recycling, aren't they, in Japan? Because the rules are there. They are. But also... There's a massive problem with there being not enough trash mm. receptors or trash bins or dustbins um, around cities, particularly Tokyo. You know, I can spend all day just going around looking for a bin. That should just be a video one day. It should just be me <laughs> trying to find swearing relentlessly as I walk around Tokyo trying to find a but bloody the, um, dustbin. But it's, it's obviously, um, but yeah, it's obviously all down it. to the uh, ricin attacks back in the day. But it's, it's interesting, like Japan, uh, it was explained to me, I think you might have told me about the... Um, the bloke who uh, accidentally jammed a cigarette into a child's face as he walked down the street, so now you're not allowed to smoke on the street. That was certainly a catalyst for the no smoking on the street wow. rule uh, in Japan. I mean, you can smoke everywhere. I didn't know that. Somebody told me that it was, it was all down to one situation where a child was blinded or certainly burned in the face by a bloke with a cigarette, and that was one of the catalysts why you're not allowed to just walk around the streets with a tab in your, in your mouth. Um that sounds but terrifying. It just seems, but it just seems I don't want to be burnt in the face. <laughs> no, well, don't be eye level. Nobody deserves that. Don't be cigarette that. level when you're walking around. Oh. But I think it's like I think it's, there's stuff like that. But there's also situations where you're, um, yeah. I, I just like the fact that the, the the Japanese seem to move quite quickly when there's a problem like that. Um, you know that 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 uh, obviously decision got made very quickly. The uh, the the bins mm. uh, situation obviously got. Um, made very quickly after the uh, ricin attack so it's well, kind of uh, and a, another example of that is um, drink driving mm. you know in the UK and most countries you can kind of drive after having a little drink or like a beer yeah. or a glass of wine in Japan there's a zero tolerance really? policy and if you ever come here and drive uh, make sure you've not drunk anything in the last yeah. 12 hours or otherwise you, if you get caught you could be put in prison you could be deported it can Jeez. get very ugly very fast and the reason that happened is because I think in Fukuoka, um, somewhere in South Japan, back in the early 2000s, uh, a drunk driver knocked a car with an entire family off a bridge and killed an entire right. family. Um, and that event was the catalyst for the government just basically outlawing drink driving altogether um, well, overnight. Perverse, so, yeah, they do take things very seriously. If something like and that goes quite, wrong, they're, they're I was quite, surprised. They're quite movable, they're quite lithe. I mean, you look at you know how difficult has been to get rid of you know assault weaponry in America and stuff after a, a shooting every fucking mm. second day really it's it's incredible uh, how slowly things move because of lobbyists and stuff the lobbyists don't seem to have quite so much of a handle on things in, in, in Japan which is uh, very interesting yeah absolutely I um yeah but it they they move with mm. force they move with force and quickly um this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sam says, hi, Chris and Pete. My name's Sam. Female. Laugh out loud. (laughs) Glad we cleared that up. Uh, And I'm from Wisconsin. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now. In addition to watching all of Chris's YouTube videos, uh, all of the content was super helpful for my first trip to Japan back in April, and I owe you guys a lot. Thank you, Sam. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going back to Japan in March this year. And had a question about ordering food. Just about every video and article out there recommends that the way to order food is to point and say, Kore onegaishimasu. However, just pointing to something and saying, this please, in English, would be really weird. We'd normally say, I'd like this, or can I have this, or something along Mm. those lines. I was wondering if it really is normal to say kore in Japan or if it's just something foreigners are taught to make it easier to order food. I've actually learned a fair amount of Japanese since my last visit, but I still see this suggestion for ordering food or buying things everywhere. How would you guys normally order? And is there a way to sound a little less, hey, I'm an American who sucks at Japanese? Uh, thanks for all the great content, guys. Sam. Um, yeah, no, it's fine to say kore onegaishimasu. It's fine. That's kind of natural. I mean, usually... The only addition I would add to that is you would say like one or two. So if I want one beer, maybe I'd point at the menu and be like, ah, kore shitotsu, onegaishimasu. Or if I want one thing, I'd say shitotsu, kore shitotsu, onegaishimasu. Um, other than that, though, it's fine. Kore onegaishimasu is, is fine. Don't worry about it. Hitotsu. You won't be judged for like, mate. <laughs> I'm a real beer monster. <laughs> <laughs> two beers. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's fine, though. I, I definitely had the same issue myself, though. The trick is, when learning Japanese, um, try not to think 
in English too much what it would sound like you know you have to remember that the languages and the cultures are very different it's almost like starting from scratch if you start comparing the language to English mm-hmm. then it, it it's a real hurdle to learning That's... and using phrases in daily life in Japan like yoroshiku um, onegaishimasu mm-hmm. like I, it, it's really hard to translate yoroshiku onegaishimasu but it kind of means uh, thank you and have favour yeah, on me please be nice and you to say me. it to people you're <laughs> going to have business dealing with <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite phrase because I mean, it literally you use that several times a day. I here. know, but it just literally means please be nice. <laughs> oh dear! Don't be nice Don't to me. Like, never be nice to me unless <laughs> unless you got a, a, a cool issue hand. Um, yeah, I, what's what's um, so like uh, uh, nomi uh, mas to drink? So like uh, nomi tai is it nomi tai or nomakai? I always forget. Um, I'd like to nomi tai or. You add Thai on the yeah, end. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tabatai, Tabatai is, is I want to eat. Uh, Nomatai is uh, I want to drink. So just say that. <laughs> Nomatai biru. Just say that. Nomatai. <laughs> biru Nomatai. Pete's dodgy Japanese. <laughs> this would be a great YouTube channel. You just teaching how you feel Japan, Japanese, how you feel Japanese you should be. You better speak English, Chris. Don't give me the big licks. Uh, Edmund from Leeds hello Edmund I was doing my usual daily procrastination of watching band interviews and came across the one and only Muse uh, chatting to me Pete Donaldson uh, having a good old chinwag with my favourite band it was like a meeting of worlds I had no idea this is what was meant by introducing Pete as a top London radio DJ I've got to interview bloody um, Blink 182 tomorrow Um, uh, you know I I quite like the band I quite like pop punk um, and I certainly like Matt Skiba's uh, previous outfit but uh, mm. oh Matt is not a talker so I'm not looking forward to that to be quite frank oh <sighs> god um, I love watching you doing interviews with famous rock stars who are really hard to talk to um, yeah, <laughs> seems to happen I love your interview with Liam Gallagher yeah. where he looks like he's going to punch yeah. someone in the face uh, he talks about how, how much he hates Idris Elba because Idris Elba took his hat or knocked his hat off his head or something. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Ashcroft. Who's the guy uh, that difficult from one, the verb? Difficult one Ashcroft. Richard Ashcroft, yeah. He was uh, not... Go on YouTube, happy. ladies and gentlemen. Type in Pete Donaldson, Liam Gallagher, or Pete Donaldson, Richard mm. Ashcroft, and it'll just He's make your treat. day. It's just amazing. <laughs> Um, my question is this is Edmund uh, my question related to this is have you ever capitalised on Pete's connections to unwillingly uh, feature a celebrity cameo on the Abronjaman channel or podcast <laughs> if you're an American I'd expect nothing less however us Brits tend to assume that uh, approaching someone could be considered as annoying harassment well we have haven't we this is kind of the catalyst of this of this whole thing happening wasn't it <laughs> I suppose yeah. to some extent uh have we ever exploited you, Pete? I suppose the only time Cranston, was Brian yeah. Cranston. Not enough. We no, haven't exploited you true. enough. You got Brian Cranston to shout out the podcast, but what have you done well, for me lately? I was supposed to be interviewing um, Jesse done for from me? Uh, El Camino slash Breaking Bad last week, but uh, again, he cancelled. They're running scared. They're running scared, Chris. Really? He he cancelled on you. Yeah, they cancelled all the interviews. So must have uh, must have cancelled some a lot of oh. a lot of press, but uh, sometimes happens. Um, but uh, I've interviewed him before. Nice chap. Liked him. God, imagine if we'd got him as well. <laughs> we have got the whole yeah. Breaking Bad team. <laughs> the whole cast of Breaking Bad to shout out the Abroad Japan podcast. <laughs> Life goals. Um, but we did talk about the other week how both Pete and I have had interactions mm. 
with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Go back and listen to that if you want to work out or hear how that <laughs> happened. It's quite a random situation. Um, we've got one last one from Drea from Chicago. It says, hey, Chris and Donny. Donny. no less. Uh, <laughs> I love how often your name changes it's, it's, it's depending on... It? I love, we've started with Donald Peterson. Now you're just Donny, your old nickname. A very changeable name. Yeah, I mean, you are the villain from Far Cry 5. <laughs> so. I'll take it. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast a lot lately, and last night I had a dream where, out of nowhere, I started ranting and raving to anyone who would listen that I had had enough. Uh, I remember saying, that's it, I'm going to Japan. Everyone else has been there except me. Thank you for pushing me over the edge in my dream. Love your videos, Chris. Love the podcast, Chris and Pete. I think both of your accents are adorable. Fan oh. for life, Drea from Chicago. There you go. The Born Japan podcast. <laughs> product placement in your dreams <laughs> and it works I'll take it well done Dre <laughs> yeah come on over Dre join the fun uh, but for now that's it ladies and gentlemen keep the stories and questions coming in to Podcast at gmail.com we'll be back same time next week to do it all over again but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great week and we'll be back next Wednesday bye Donny out Donny out that sounds yeah. disgusting I've got my Donny out was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.